Welcome to this week's episode of Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juice box. And I'm old boy. And before we start the episode this week, I want to preface something. Normally, what we do is because our lives are filled with children and work, we get together on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. and we record this episode for you completely <laughs> sober. Like you say Sunday morning to eleven AM like like it's like the almost noon. It's it's almost noon. Crack of eleven AM. But this week we have a very special episode for you. Um because of circumstances beyond our control, we couldn't get together this past weekend. So we're here on a school night. It is currently 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night here in Nashville, Tennessee, which has allowed us to one, wake up, go to work. Deal with kids, put them to bed, and come over here. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm already a couple of beers deep, so I'm feeling great about this week's episode. Uh, I had some candy earlier. Okay, so you've yeah. got this sugar rush going on. i got something going on. So yeah, so both of you guys are on. This should be interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. and what we wanted to do this week is throw it back to a parenting topic and actually talk about something that I know almost all of you who are parents out there are concerned with, have dealt with, gone through, or will be going through in the near future. And uh, also, this week, we actually have a very special guest to talk about this topic. And it's Juicebox's wife, Dana. Hello. Thanks yeah. for having me. Welcome to Raising Nashville. Thank you. We're excited. You're actually the third guest we've had on the podcast you're following two children, so those are big shoes to fill. Uh, and we've all gone by our real names, so what does that say about the other adults in the room? It says that we're trying to remain anonymous. Okay. Does it? So this week what we wanted to do is talk about, again, a topic that is important to most people out there, and I'm sure something that you want to know about. It is schools and choosing a school for your children. Right. School systems, school ratings, different types of schools our experiences with schools our ch children's current experiences with schools getting schooled <laughs> getting schooled that's what this week's episode is titled is getting schooled getting schooled but i want to go ahead and jump in and say we are not experts at any like we're still figuring this out ourselves it's just something that we have actually had to start thinking about a whole lot recently some of us more than others because our kids are further along but it's definitely something that jumps to the front of your mind once, sure. once you have a kid, and it's a it's tough to na it's a tough thing to navigate too. Um, not knowing much about it. Sure, I'm gonna disagree with Juicebox. I think I am an expert on schools oh, fuck. <laughs> because I have been to them my entire <laughs> life. That's all it takes to be an expert. It is. I guess you, we all are. Yeah, uh, we all are experts on schools. I went saw a movie once. I'm a I'm a filmmaker. filmmaker. I'm an expert. Now. What movie was that? <laughs> Just moving along. <laughs> so this week, what we wanted to talk about is, um, you know, when you're a parent, whether you're about to have children or expecting children, uh, it's a big thing on parents' minds. I, I remember, you know, my wife. Uh, you know, it was a big deal when we found out we were having our second child as to what school, you know, he was going to go to. Was it going to be, you know, for example, like a private school or a Montessori school in which his older brother went to or a magnet school or a public school? You know, there's many different ones to choose from. Sure. 
And, you know, in today's world, you know, what you what what you're doing when you're when you're thinking about schools is you're trying to provide, obviously, the best education for your child, put them in the best environment to succeed in life. So uh, what we wanted to do was kind of talk about, you know, our current experiences with schools and maybe later in the episode, talk about our personal experiences with schools when we were growing up, because there's always a different perspective between now what we see as being parents and seeing these teachers and these classrooms and these environments versus what I actually experienced. Sure. I mean, my, my personal experience has directly affected my choice of school for my daughter. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. I don't think mine has. Well, you can't. You went to pretty nice schools, though. I think I've started and finished at pretty nice schools. They're in the middle, not so nice. I was right. That's where I. That's where I met you. Is as the not so nice schools. <laughs> that's true. And for most of you that don't know out there, old boy and I go way back um, to seventh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. The first time we met each other was at a public school here in Nashville called, well, it's in Hermitage called DuPont Tyler middle school. Yeah. I'll throw that name out there. We're going to oh, drop okay. a lot of names yeah. in this podcast. And, uh, we met each other at DuPont Tyler middle school when middle school back then was just seventh and eighth grade. Right. Yeah. Is it not that, anymore? No, no, you've got to be kidding me. It's I'm... now it's fifth through eighth. What? Which, Is it yes. really? And we actually called it junior high. See, when I went, I'm a couple years older than you guys, and it was sixth through eight when I was in middle school. So it, it must vary depending on what state you're in. I went to I Catholic so. schools, so it was, you went to the same school kindergarten through eighth grade. There was no differentiation. Well, you got to wear um, a skirt instead of a jumper in sixth grade, so uh, it was pretty sweet. Pretty big deal. Can yeah. you imagine? You start shaving your legs. And very hot. Can you imagine? <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what's Where my, my sixth grade mind would think that that's very uh, hard. We what, what's that, 11, 12? Yeah, but I was also 11 or 12, okay. or probably 8, to be honest with you. Were there, like, were you a senior walking down the hallway and you're like, hey, there's a kindergartner? Well, the high school, high school was separate. But oh, yeah, right. so like okay. in eighth grade, right. yes, there were kindergartners in the hallway. But like you had wings of the building. Okay. That, that just yeah. feels so bizarre to me. Like, yeah, pull- I mean, by the time you got to eighth grade, you just thought you were hot shit. Oh, yeah. I actually went to a school like that at to fi- my final four years, ninth through 12th grade, what some would call high school. Um, I did go through a K- go to a K through 12 school. Call it school. something else? No, I, I don't know. So I went to Donaldson Christian Academy in Donaldson, and it was K through 12. So I was a senior walking same halls as like third graders. God, that just feels so bizarre to me. Yeah. Yes. It, it's called sheltered. Bang. I mean, that when I was in high school, there was people like finger banging in the hallways. Okay. You know? See, like, I went to nice. an all-girls Catholic high school, so... That didn't happen? There was no... Or it was behind the scenes. I mean, Maybe. I'm, I'm sure there was some it. finger banging, but uh, I Not didn't see that in the hallway. No. No. See, I can't comment too many too much on this subject. Yeah, because yeah. you're the person that saw the stairwell, probably. <laughs> and if we start talking about it, uh, again, old boy and I went to the same junior high, which was 7th and 8th grade. And right. that is where I actually cut my cloth on a lot of... Finger banging? Uh, no. <laughs> God, no. I was going to... Well, yes, actually once. But I was actually going to say uh, common sense. That's where I learned a lot of common sense. It's where right. I was initiated into my first quote-unquote gang by a couple of dudes who just wanted to slap the back of your neck to get into this gang. Do you, what? 
<laughs> you gang banged in no. seventh grade. This is this is I my said, perception of public school. I so. said slap the back of your neck. <laughs> right. It's the first time I encountered somebody smoking in a bathroom. Okay, uh, Never saw during that. school. It's the first time I encountered serious fights where, like, the principal got thrown down the stairs. What? Uh, yeah, we went. I mean, again, I started and ended at a fairly nice school in my career. What happened in the middle? It. He went um, to my schools, and he went to my school in the middle. In the middle. To be honest with you, my mom got divorced. Therefore, we lost a lot of income, and I had to resort back to public schools for a little bit. And then she met my stepfather eventually, and they could afford to put me into a private school for high school. Which, again, when you get to this level, what we're not talking about today or what we won't get into is the fact that um, I didn't really want to go to that high school. I was forced to go there because I got in a lot of trouble in the school that old boy and I went to. And she was afraid that once I got to the eventual high school it fed into, which was McGavick High School, um, that I would probably get beat up. Mm, yeah, we'd have ruined you. <laughs> <laughs> so, old boy, you obviously went to McGavick. I did. I did. I, uh, but I, I would see, I think I was outside of class more than I was in class. Very true. I, I wasn't. Mean, therefore, yeah. I feel like I might have gotten a better education. But on the flip side of that, I felt like my high school just taught me how to associate with rich white people, which hasn't really... Mine too. See, I, I'm glad you agree with that. Um, so I've always thought that. And I'm like, of course, I can act in those societies, but I'm glad that I had that public school experience so I can also play on many different levels with many different people. Okay. I think that's important yeah. in these days. I think, well, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's, uh, there's one thing I think public school is excellent for, and it's to teach you how to survive. It is a, it's tough, man. It's a, it, it can be very difficult and very tough. Sure. But survival is a, is a great skill. Yeah. And we talk about a lot of those things on this podcast, acute stress, chronic stress, you know, a lot, a, a of, lot of things stress. that you're going to encounter throughout life. So today we want to talk about, you know, some things like our fears or what we're looking for in our school, because Juicebox and Dana here um, have a six-month-old. Mm, he's eight months. He's eight months. I'm okay, so I'm not paying as well attention yeah, as I should. I thought you knew him. In fact, you just put out a picture the other day <laughs> yes. of his eight-month picture on Instagram. <laughs> and you texted and me I, specifically to say you appreciated it. Uh, so. uh, yeah, and I liked it. So yeah, he's eight months. He's eight months. So he will be. Cur he's currently in daycare. Yes. I've got a two-year-old in daycare. I've got a nine-year-old in third grade. And old boy, I got a four-year-old in school. <laughs> just school, just school. Just school. I, I, it I, says I, outside I, I took school. her. I, well, I, I'm put her into a private school because I I grew up public school, and I thought <laughs> you were going to change some things <laughs> up here. Yeah, nice try, public school, but you're not getting this one. <laughs> uh, and, and that's a big thing. So um, you know, when you're thinking about it, it affects a lot of parts of your life, right? So. Uh, for us in particular, from that moment that you decide to start go looking at schools and you say, hey, what schools are there? That actually starts before you even think about having children. Sometimes it starts with marriage because shortly after marriage, what's the next thing in line that society says that you should do is probably purchase a house together. Now, that's just, again, society. It's not me saying anything. But once you purchase a house, you're looking on websites like uh, Trulia and um, Zillow. Zillow, 
And if you scroll down far, far enough past how many bedrooms and how many square feet and what neighborhood it is in, it gives you the school starting from kindergarten all the way up to high school that you're zoned for. And it tells you the ratings for those schools. And a lot of people, that is the basis on if they purchase that house in that neighborhood or not. And that tells me, and that brings up a good point that I want to I want to touch on really quick, is I had a conversation with a friend recently and I said, hey man, I'm thinking about putting you know my two-year-old in private school here very close to my house. It's only about two miles away. Uh, it's Good Pasture Christian. And I'll go into a visit that I had with them recently. But he his immediate response, and this was a text conversation, was, why don't you come to Wilco, which is Wilson County for those that you don't know, where schools that good are free. Now, let's talk about really quick, though, are they free or did you just pay a major stipend and, you know, increase on your house so you could be in that neighborhood where they go? Yeah, that's part yeah. of it. So and, it's and just a, it's a weighing thing. Uh, for those right. of you who live in Nashville and have been here for a while, East Nashville is home of the third best school, elementary school, that's what we're talking about today, in the state of Tennessee, which is Lachlan Elementary. And I remember, you know, thinking that Lachlan school zone, you can buy houses within that school zone, which start about a million dollars for these old shitty houses that have been around for 100 years and may have been renovated, may have not. But I remember somebody telling me at one point, even if you buy one of those houses, you're not guaranteed to go to that school. And also there was a uh, article I read recently about how a lot of people in that neighborhood are upset because that used to be such a culturally diverse school and now it's not, no, it's not. now it's predominantly white. So how, you know, what, that's kind of a broken system if, Oh, it's so great, but you've pushed out the diversity of the actual neighborhood. It's, you know, Absolutely. gentrification. And that's another thing. When I look at, you know, my children entering school, I want them to have that diversity because I don't want you to learn how to associate with rich white people. I want you to meet all cultures and experience that. And, uh, my nine-year-old currently goes to, I looked this up today, he currently goes to the 169th best elementary school in the state of Tennessee, 169. Now think about this. Wow. We live in Madison and he goes to a school called Aiken Elementary, which is behind Vanderbilt University. I drive him almost daily, either my wife and I, 40 minutes from Madison to school through traffic. We had a lottery to get into that school. It's an amazing, amazing school. I've experienced it myself. And it still ranks 169th, which blows me away. Um, How many schools are there? There are 994 elementary schools in the state of Tennessee. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, man. that's still yeah. in the top, what is that, 15% yeah. or 20%? No, and, and it is good. Um, you know, some of those schools in Wilson County are within the top 25. Uh, they currently house one that's number four on the list. But at the same time, we lotteried to get into that school because it was so hard to get in. And we had to wait. And, you know, uh, once we got in, we were so excited. We met the principal. We met the teachers. We met the school. He's currently in a Disney rendition of Beauty and the Beast, which comes out uh, here next week, which we're ex extremely excited for. And we think that he's got a great education. Now, the problem is that school ends next year. So you've got kindergarten through fourth grade, which is currently wow. elementary school in huh. Davidson County. So fifth through eighth would be middle school now or junior high school. And then... Um, ninth through twelfth is high school. Okay, I didn't realize it changed the the fifth and sixth. It did a while yeah. back. If, okay. In fact, it did when we were in high school. 
Did it really? Oh, I mean, well, I mean, I was, yeah, I wasn't looking back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a senior and one of my superlatives, or not superlatives, or uh, extracurricular things was I had to go back to DuPont Tyler, where we went to middle school, and I had to tutor fifth graders. And it blew me away because that school wasn't big enough for seventh and eighth grade. Right. <laughs> now wow. they just added two more grades to it. Huh. That is weird. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you guys, when you're looking for a school, and Juicebox and Dana will be soon, you know. Soon? Oh, Are we behind the eight ball? We've, we've got daycare. Okay. And, and daycare is fair enough, but it goes far too far, right? I am stressing you out, but a lot of people think about this about five years before they think about having children, because yeah. some wait we, lists we are that long. We did all this backwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we didn't scroll far enough down on Zillow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, let me jump in here because, you know, you're talking about school. I want to ask you guys before we jump into schools, I want to ask you guys about daycares because how did you decide on the daycare that you decided to take your kid to? Because we looked at several. We were on the waiting list for three or four of them. Uh, I think we we were on the waiting list for six. Six. Mm -hmm. We got a call back from two of them. Daycare is very hard to get into. It's Um, ridiculous. Especially if you have an infant. And we looked before we even told our families we were pregnant like yeah. we got on the waiting list at like we looked when i was about six weeks pregnant yeah i mean it was the full like 11 months before yeah and you have to he was going to daycare yeah yeah and, and you have to because i i remember when we had um our second child who's two now um he didn't get into daycare until like uh, i think it was a couple of weeks after maternity leave so uh, we had to supplement there and we were taking off work and my mom was watching them and, you know, we were waiting to get into that daycare. Uh, things that I, I you know, you Damn. definitely look for is, and I think most people look for this is again, six daycares, you know, a minimum of six. And you want to look outside the box. You want to think outside the box, not just close to your home so you can drop them off and then go to work. But what if the daycare is right next to your work? You know, whether you work in Cool Springs or Hendersonville or Gallatin or Hermitage or Clarksville, Clarksville. So you want to think outside the box and you want to apply to daycares there. Or, you know, if you have a spouse uh, or a significant other that you're raising this child with, now you have two options because you work in two different places and you have a third option as to where you live. So um, I think that one that's important is close to convenience for you because like all of us in this room and most people out there and listening we all have to work. We actually went that route. We chose a daycare. We were both working in Clarksville at the time, and we chose a daycare close that was up there. One, it was a hell of a lot cheaper than Nashville. And two, we already knew some ladies that had kids in there. So it was, you know, strong recommendations. We were like, psh, threw her ass in there after six weeks or whatever maternity is. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Brings we up point. Loved it. Yeah, that, that brings up point two. One is convenience to either where you work or where you live. Two is references are a big thing on daycare. You can't just go off on online reviews because to be honest with you, where, you know, my son goes to daycare currently right now, I did look up some online reviews and that's a mistake. Don't do that. No, because the only people that write online reviews are like people that are mad about something. Exactly. people are satisfied or happy, they don't go online and write a review, generally. Exactly. But, all right, we're going to think, might might have to pause for a second. Our kid's crying. We gotta, we gotta monitor. These are right. outtakes you're gonna hear on Raising Nashville. Okay. So we've touched on a few things that are very important when kind of choosing your child's first step, which is one location, two references, three, you know, environment. 
And, you know, is there anything else you guys want to touch on in regards to, you know, making that choice for your, your child's first step? Price. Price. Yeah. That, okay, there, there you go. we looked at the daycare Bucky's kid goes to, and we looked at our daycare. We loved your daycare, but our daycare was like 60 bucks cheaper a week. So we were like, okay. And that's a big deal. And yeah. also, we did not get accepted to Bucky's Oh, yeah. Daycare. Also, they did not call us back. <laughs> yeah. Wait Step a minute. One. You didn't get accepted, but I did? Yeah. yeah. That makes absolutely no sense. I don't know. So those are some of the things that you should think about when entering you know, your child into the education oh, system. Yeah. I will say visits are everything. Last comment on that. Yeah. We we looked at one school where they had the kids in every classroom sing us a song. And the song was about how dinosaurs made the earth flat. And we... Wait. Yeah. Wait you didn't choose that school. That, no. Was that like the Scientology also, place over on 8? <laughs> maybe. We also did not get called back for that daycare. No, we didn't. But what? the song so that's was fine. about... Because they obviously realized you guys weren't flat earthers. We weren't earthers. drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, we've talked about, again, all of the conveniences about schools. You know, um, convenience, references, environment, price. Uh, also, it's very important to do a school visit. Please, we all suggest that you you have to. Nobody would send yeah. their kids to a school without walking in it first. Um, you know, so now what I want to do is go around the room really quick and say, if old boy... Dana Juicebox, if you're looking for a school and we didn't already have our children enrolled in there, you know, what are the three most important things? That I'm comfortable um, with my kid going there. Like everybody's, the environment's nice and comforting and that I know she'll get a good education. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't, and that she'll be safe. Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's the whole vibe when you walk in. You can tell if it's an environment that you want your child in. And it's the people taking care of them. We went to several places where we were like, meh, he could go there. He'd be fine. We'd survive. But when you meet the uh, ladies. yeah, yeah, The ladies. I mean, you know. (laughs) Do they have to be ladies? They don't have to be, but they seem to be. They they do. They are ladies. Um, Some didn't seem as uh, caring as others. This is a PSA for all you males out there. Yeah. Start working in daycares, but don't uh, be creepy about it. Like we did like the Bucky and it's <laughs> sixth graders in skirts. Hey, did... hey, I was also in sixth grade in that scenario. We <laughs> so we did the good uh, good pasture tour and the school she goes to now, and they're both very good. And I, I was really leaning towards uh, good pasture until we did the visit where she goes now, and it was it was the visit, it was the people they just sold us. Which was, is where uh, Davidson Academy. I went there. Kindergarten, first and second grade. How many schools did you go to, Bucky? I went to six schools from kindergarten to twelfth grade. I did too. Juicebox. Um, I think for me, it's just like, uh, like I said, the environment, or like Dana said, the environment, and I guess it's how much they are going to engage your kid. Like, I just don't want my kid to. I want him to be engaged. I want him to feel engaged. I want. I don't want him to fall behind, or if like you know, if he's not. You know, I just remember growing up, there was always kids that the teacher just didn't know how to teach and they like fell through the cracks, but it turned out like they were really actually pretty smart. They just had some sort of like learning disability or they learned a different way or something like that. Right. So that's what I, I don't, I don't want him to be, become a victim of that. You know, I want, I want him to stay engaged, 
I'd like the school to have some sort of maybe extracurricular activities. Sure. And and for me, I, you know, I, I kind of want to take it a different direction because, you know, when I think about schools, I've, I've been through it now. So now what I would look for is, uh, one, cleanliness of the, you know, environment along with the enthusiasm of the people in the building. And yeah. that, that's a big deal is enthusiasm to me. This is going to be odd to say, and some of the people out there may be thinking about this, maybe not, but the food. I want s- decent food for my child served. Sure. And um, currently the place that we go has used to have, the reason we went there is because I used to work with the chef who became the chef of this daycare, which sounds kind of fancy and, you know, it, it, it sounds bad on on the thing, but they, they make these meals for these children and this school I just visited recently said that they have like the Black Eyed Pea restaurant in Hendersonville that caters their school. And I was like, this sounds a little too pretentious for me. Hmm. Like, you're telling me you have a restaurant. Is the restaurant not doing good? Is that why they're currently working in a school um, catering yeah, it? I mean, have you ever eaten there? I have never eaten me there. Neither. I've driven by there many times. <laughs> me too. Yeah. yeah, I've never eaten there either. Okay, so that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. So maybe it's their marketing plan. They're like, if we feed the kids, the kids will want it on the weekends. Exactly. Sure. Parents come in. And again, cleanliness, enthusiasm, and food for me. But enthusiasm is the most important thing. And I have found where my child currently goes, there's not very much enthusiasm. And it kind of irks me. And, you know, I, I get mad about certain things, but that one really gets under my skin. Yeah, so with all that point. said, and we've kind of given you a good uh roadmap onto what what to look for but what we want to do now is kind of share some of our childhood experiences with schools because i think that that plays a big part and kind of comes full circle on the fact that we're experts on choosing schools now because we went through these schools i guarantee you everybody in this room went to something different and you're right uh we all have di- except that to those two years where we, two we years crossed we over yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we're familiar with those. There's no need to talk about that anymore. Into my lane. Yeah, there's gangs and smoking in the bathrooms and finding yeah, no used big, condoms out no by the deal. football field. But you, you know, found that? <laughs> but there's also other things that you know we went through that kind of affect the fact that you know what we want is something better for our children than we had for ourselves. That's exactly it. Yes, that yeah. is 100 percent my entire motive in choosing a school is get her in something that i did not go through sure so am i huh is there a question <laughs> do you want to you want to tell a, a you want to tell, tell our listenership a personal story about school <clears throat> i, I have i have so many to really just paint nashville public schools in a bad light and that's that's probably not fair to a lot of people but it's what i went through and it's all i know so this is the this was the fourth school I I went to. I was bust up until then. All right, I went to a little Please tell me this Dodson. is a, Please tell me this is a Wharton story. It is a Wharton story. Yes. Wharton. So I went to uh I grew up in Hermitage. I went to Dodson Kindergarten. Then after that I went to Dodson or Donaldson High School, which was first grade through twelfth grade, but the school shut down the next year. And when I was in first grade, uh, our classes were in the basement. Yeah. And it also <laughs> housed a haunted house during Halloween season. Later, yeah. That's later how bad it was. Yeah, later it did. Um, super creepy. 
And then I went to Dotson. Did you go to Dotson? You didn't go to Dotson. I did go to Dotson. Fourth and four, uh, fifth and sixth grade. Fifth and okay. See, I went uh, second through fourth, and then I got bused to North Nashville. Now culture shock. Okay, so shout out Wharton Elementary. Wharton Elementary, which is no longer a school. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if you you used to work there, shout out to you. It's gone. So I get there, and all the previous schools were relatively close to my house. Or, or at least, I don't know, a couple of miles away. Sure. So now I'm bused all the way across town to Wharton. And, I mean, there's bars on the windows. It's uh, it's rough. So I get in there. Is Did my, your parents visit this school before sitting you there? I don't think they were, I don't think they had a choice. Yeah. yeah, I think what did they change the district the zoning, the zoning oh, yep. districts yeah. or whatever? So you just that's crazy. It is what it is, man. So I, I took a bus. My bus ride was forty five minutes. Hmm. So I go in, this is my first day. I'm walking down the halls and it is like chaos. And there is this black girl beating this black boy up. She's on top of him. Just I mean face punches okay and i'm scared to death man. i was just a little white kid i'm like i have no idea what to expect and she's just on top of him just wearing his ass out and she says and i'd never heard these words before she says lick my clit bitch <laughs> and just popping it right in the fucking face right so immediately i was like i need to befriend as many black girls as possible they are the alpha <laughs> and i did <laughs> And I did. I was like immediately buddied up with as many black girls as I could. I was like, "You guys, I love you. Please protect me." Then you, then you were. Uh... I was golden all the way through twelfth grade. I I, <laughs> I, I, I know how to connect. That's what public school does for me, man. It's and, called street smarts. Yep. So, do I want my daughter to go to public school? No. <laughs> Are you still friends with any of those girls? Uh, some. I mean, if I if I see them out, Dana, do you have any stories that uh, because that that's a pretty revealing story is... as to why you wouldn't send your kid to public school. You went to an all girls Catholic school. Yes. Yeah, so, which don't they don't really exist in Nashville? Right. There's like two. So um, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's very normal there. Um, we, there's normal. Yeah, it is. Is it? There's like, let me think about this. Uh, five, five all girls Catholic high schools and three all dude schools and one co-ed. No one goes to the co-ed. Okay. Um, so it's, (laughs) no one goes to the the co-ed. Nobody wants to mix dicks and pussies. Wow. Okay. Wow. I went to nothing but co ed. Yeah. You went to Dicks yeah. and Pussy School? Oh, that's it. That's no. all exists in Nick's Nashville. Mix and Dicks and Pussy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, where I'm from, it is not uh, quite as strange. For me, like you said, what, what was normal to you was normal to me. So, sure. it, it, it seems so strange that you're surrounded by girls and there's a lot of, um, I don't know, silliness and camaraderie. But to me, that it, it was the best atmosphere. And I think statistically, they say that girls thrive more in an all-girl environment than boys do in an all-boy environment. Right. Okay. So you really do come out more um, empowered. You really have a better understanding of your voice and how to use it. I remember when I took the ACT and I was surrounded, like you were in a co-ed classroom because like, you know, the whole city takes it at the same time or whatever. Sure. And I was like, this this is strange. I haven't been in a classroom with a boy since like eighth grade. 
So hmm. I think, you know, I think I, it's hard for me to say what, what I want for our kid at this t- point in time, because I'm interested, I do want something better for him, but I don't want him to turn out to have that, uh, have what the environment we had, which is just rich white kids, sure. which also yeah. wasn't what I was. I drove my dad's 1984 Buick and lived in the suburbs. So completely on that level, I rolled really quick i remember getting you know turning 16 and i rolled into school thinking i was hot shit in a 1986 toyota cressida they made those for like two years because they were such shitty cars and i rolled in i'm like i got this car i'm fucking badass i'm 16 rolling in and i remember i pulled into the parking lot and this dude pulls up right next to me just turned 16 brand new 1996 Mustang. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was but Eclipses at the all-girls school. It was Eclipses? Everyone oh, Eclipses were high. I used to date yeah. girls with Eclipses. Yeah, of course yeah. you did. Bucky, if, well, maybe we can talk about this after, but if you went to private school, would you send your kid to private school? And if you went to public school, would you send your kid to public school? Because That's a good point. And that's something that old boy and I can touch on is... One, I went to private school, kindergarten, first and second grade, uh, third through ninth grade. I went to public schools and three different ones. And then I went to a private high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, although they have like honors classes in private schools, uh, high schools, it, like uh, college prep classes, things like that. And I was in those. It doesn't seem like it now, according to this podcast, but I was in those. I always wanted to go to where old boy went, which was McGavick, because they offered such a variety of classes. Now, not everybody graduated from McGavick, and not everybody participated in those quiet classes. True. Yeah, but they did have that variety, which I didn't have. Uh, Ours was strictly education. There was no outside... What, what am I thinking? Like shop class. Like you can build yeah. a fucking car, right. you know, at a public school. Um, they still teach you how to do. There's a bunch of different acting classes. There's musical things. There's art things. We just didn't have that. It was strictly education. Oh well, at an all girls school, you can take sewing. Hey. There was also a class where you could plan your wedding. Wow. Uh, this is. I can see where this is going. Yeah. This we is. also uh, had a class called Death and Dying. Yeah. That was super cool. So rich white people, because women don't work when uh-huh. you're rich and right. white. Right. So you need to learn how to sew, mm-hmm. uh, budget for your wedding, um, and learn how to die. Pretty solid life. Mm. Learn how to die. Juice box. Do you have anything that uh, growing up just kind of sticks out? I went to public school my whole life. I went to a very, I went to a great elementary school. Like we grew up in a neighborhood that wasn't, you know, it, it was middle class. The elementary school was great. It was fairly diverse. I mean, they bust in kids. So old boy, there was kids that were just like you that had to come ride the bus for 45 minutes, which was, you know, isn't ideal, but it did, it was, you know, it was pretty diverse classroom. It was great. I had a great middle school, similar, you know, it was a little more rough. There was a lot more fights and stuff in middle school. High school was a complete shit show. The principal, I guess, knew that he was retiring a couple years before he retired. 
So literally it was like a free for all. Like we, you would just walk out the front, walk off campus, like go to lunch, come yep. back. No one ever did anything. No one cared. You go in the bathroom. It's just like a cloud of fucking weed smoke. And half the time the trash cans <laughs> on fire and you're just like, well, this is Tuesday. All right. <laughs> did we just step into the, the plot of lean on me? Um, this, I mean, this honestly, sounds like, like the high school from lean on me. No, this is, this, this is, is my public, high school too. Yeah, yeah. It's just public school, I think. And it's like, I cannot imagine. It, I mean, it was wild. Like old boy said, like it, you learned to survive. Like if you walked in the bathroom and the shit was on fire, you knew that you needed to get out of there because if not, you were probably going to get blamed You're for right. setting that You're fire. You're damn right. True. Oh boy, do you know who the principal was in Lean On Me? Don Cheadle. <laughs> it was definitely not Don Cheadle. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Morgan Freeman's best it was movie. Morgan Free. So anyway, let me look. Let me finish my thought real quick. That being said, you know, my high school, it didn't prepare anybody for college. I don't feel like, like it was just, it was a terrible, it was a fun experience, I guess. I barely graduated because I have missed so many classes and just did so much dumb shit. But saying all that, I would still like to send my kid to public school. Because, and this is something I'm sure that we all share in this room that I, I often talk to my wife and I, or, or my wife and I talk about is I want my child to be more street smart than he is educationally smart or brain smart. Uh, because I don't see how far that that gets you. Sure, you know who wrote this book way back in the day, or sure, you know how this certain math works that it doesn't work in you know actual life. But to be street smart, to know when to get out of a situation, to know when it's gone too far, to know when you're about to get in trouble or things like that. To know like to that. leave the bathroom when the trash can's on fire. <laughs> to know to leave the bathroom when the trash can's on fire. Or if you, you're you hitting that weed and you see those you know dress shoes come under the stall, at least you know to put it out and blame it on the guy next to you. Like, uh. I mean, get, get out of the situation. Or street smart. So when you're put into those real-life situations in big cities and you know, in the back streets of Chicago, then you can handle that and you're not going to die right, because right. I will know that my kid can get out of that. I, di- I can't disagree more, man. I, I think, <laughs> I, no, no, I just, I mean, I, I, I do because I went, I, I, if I'd had the opportunity that I'm trying to provide for my daughter for, dude, I mean, who knows what, what I, high school was such a joke. It's, I was, I was, I skipped more class than I was in. I I got drunk during class once, like just all day. Nobody sure. nobody said a fucking thing. Um, high all the time. Nobody. I mean, it was it was a joke. It was a complete joke. Now, if I'd have, if I'd applied myself, and if I'd have done something in that, you know, I I went. I I, I just I, I just can't. don't think you. I, I don't know, man. Like, you don't know. Like, you could have gone to private school and done the exact same stuff. You like, couldn't you just, get away with that at private school. You can't just you walk get away off with, campus. Okay, maybe not some of that, but you could still smoke weed or you could still you drink. Could, or you, you could, could not still- because we specifically went to a high school, and I've got some friends who contest to this and, and uh, I mean, sorry, attest to this, um, that we had a 24-hour rule. So if you got caught doing anything yes. 24 hours a day on Saturday night – and it got back to school. You were suspended. You were still from in school. trouble at school. Um, so I remember specifically a party in ninth grade where this girl Marjorie, I hope you're listening, <laughs> who went to Donaldson Christian Academy from 1996 to 2000, told on us in 1996 after a homecoming party because we got high. Right. So we all go back to school on that Monday. She tells on us. 
13 people get suspended from school for taking one hit of weed where we didn't even get high. And that is Based some off bullshit. just one person yeah. like ratting you out. Marjorie she ratted us out. And let me tell you something, to play on your street smarts and education smarts, she was a very smart girl, right? But I also really specifically remember she was a senior in high school and she went to a gas station and she didn't know how to pump her own fucking gas because nobody taught her that. Because her well, that's family, not on education. Yeah, that's, that's her damn thing. That's, yeah, that's on her But I want to know where Marjorie is now. I would love to know where Marjorie Marjorie, the one who ratted us. us out in ninth grade at Donaldson Christian Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, if, if, she she'd, if she'd gone to public school, she'd have got stabbed. She yeah. would have. Snitches get, get stitches. stitches. Exactly. What if, what if she's listening to this podcast right now just ripping a bog? <laughs> what I wanted to do real quick is give a shout out to a couple of different schools here in the state of Tennessee. First, I want to start with the best school in the state of Tennessee and follow that up with the worst school in the state of Tennessee. God, it's probably um, a school I went to. Because I want to touch on it really quick that some of the top 10 schools actually reside in Nashville, seven out of the 10. Um, the number one school, elementary school from kindergarten through fourth grade in the state of Tennessee, shout out Merrill Hyde Elementary in Hendersonville, which is just about 20 minutes north of here. Uh, Hendersonville is still one of those, it's kind of expensive to live in, but you can find some spots that aren't so expensive. It's like um, the next Franklin, I feel like. So they got a 99.9 rating wow. out of 100. There are 984 elementary schools in the state of Tennessee. That was number one who's here in Tennessee, 99.9 rating. Uh, coming in dead last, 994th, with a, I don't know how you get this, 4.2 rating out <laughs> oh, of man. 100. Sorry. Memphis Scholar School in Caldwell, Guthrie County. Um, wow. Got a 4.2 rating. So Man. Is I, that, that's a public school? It is a public school. And then, again, let me remind you that my nine-year-old Asher, his school is 179th out of 994. And we think that he goes to a pretty amazing school. Um, Where's my just, school on there? That is just, like, disheartening. What school? The uh, Davidson. Or do David, you have a list there? Or? It was not in well, the top 179. It uh, it's not public. It's yeah. all so, public. What about McGavick? McGavick's a high school, oh, not an elementary. That's not what I looked up. All right. Do, you want to throw out any other ones to me? So, so when you're thinking about schools, feel free to go online and do the ratings and, and, and everything like that. Um, look at their ratings, look at the schools, but the most important thing is to go visit them. I mean, you're not going to get a sense of a review online or a rating or, you know, what, cause we really don't know. And we've done research on this. What goes into these ratings? Like what is really important to people? Cause one thing that's really important to one person isn't important so much to the next. So go out there, visit these schools, do your research, you know, apply to them early and often. That's a big thing because you want to have your choice. You don't want to have them tell you where your kid's going to school. You want to have a choice for that. Sometimes that's not always the As option. It, yeah, can you do that with public schools? I genuinely don't. Well, I don't know. You can lottery or... into multiple schools up to, I think, six a year. And if you get into those, you can kind of pick from that uh, point. But you only have a small window to do pick. Do we know what we're zoned for? Does anybody know? So we're zoned for Stratton Elementary and or Madison Campus Elementary School, which I need to look up the rating to that. There is no rating currently. That's not that 
No, there's 4.8 out of 5 on Facebook and 5.5 out of great schools, 8 votes. Um, so, you know, again, go visit those schools. So what I wanted to do right now, uh, you know, since we've kind of given some stories, we've talked about what's important, is I actually obtained a few tests from the 169th greatest elementary school in the state of Tennessee, Aiken Elementary, Go Eagles. Uh, and I wanted to ask you guys a few questions to see if you can answer them, to see if they play sports. Asher is currently going to do it. What? Eagles, they play sports? They do have a ba- basketball team. Yeah, you're looking at the nine, coach. Yeah, my nine-year-old oh, on a basketball team. I'm an assistant coach. Fourth on grade team. basketball team? Third grade. Bro. Third grade basketball team. How? Yeah, third and fourth. They were uh, eight and eight. All right, so I've got a test that is currently on the TCAP test, which is the Tennessee, yeah, I don't yeah. know the rest of the, the, <laughs> the, the letters on it. Comprehensive. Advanced placement. I think that's it. All if right, it's not it, you definitely it put it, it together. So these are the tests that they issue a state to see how well your school ranks up. And what I wanted to do is ask you guys a couple of questions. All right, shoot. Um, and to see if you get the answers right, because this is kind of like a, are you smarter than a fourth grade segment? Ooh. Third grade. Third grade. Third grade. You're right. All right. So question number one, which physical property of a dog mm-hmm. can you measure? A, hair color. B, texture. C, odor. D, weight. Weight. Yeah, wait. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so these are going to be like hard or like tricky or something. Okay, it's uh, also not, third grade, so he's not done yet. Are we all supposed <laughs> okay, to answer? Fair enough. Know. Fair enough. So You're right, now, the now, all right. Now, instead of offering you answers, I'm going to have you fill in the blank. As the temperature increases, solid changes to liquid gas. gas. Juice box wins oh. the prize on that one. So, uh, old boy and Dana are not smarter than a... Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you burn What's, a paper what? sack. Yeah, but, I mean, after liquid, liquid. Is, is gas, right? It evaporates? Right. I mean, if you burn a paper sack, right, it's pretty solid. It don't turn to... Liquid? Milk. <laughs> you burned a paper sack later? I don't know. He got an A on the test. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call Marjorie. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let me, right. let me, let's do another one. It's a multi, multi choice. How can matter change its state? A, changing it from one container to another. B, adding heat. C, looking at it. Or D, moving it from place to place. B. B. Yeah. B, adding heat. Mm-hmm. All right, we all pass on that one. Is I like any... looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are the these are the questions that the Tennessee State is sending our children. Are there any non-science questions? Um, I mean, I think these are good for three or third graders. I, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, I agree. I thought it was going to be something way. I don't know. I thought what, it was going to be harder. He's in third grade. But also, it's not grade. math. If it was math, I would probably be having some issues. All yeah. right, which group of words name physical properties of matter? A Cookies, flour, vinegar. B. Book, coat, ruler. C. Desk, water, rain. Or D. Bitter, sticky, hot. A. Which group of words name physical properties of matter? D. I can't even remember. Physical what properties of matter. You're right. It is because the other one was just different forms of a cookie, right? <laughs> 
That's that's what I was like. Yeah, I was like, all right, those are ingredients for a cookie. It is definitely D, um, sticky, hot, and whatever the other one is. All right, so maybe this this uh, activity wasn't the greatest because you guys. I I disagree. It made me feel very smart. Well, we, uh, one, we want to thank Dana for coming on the episode this week. It was yeah. really great to get a mom's perspective on our subject of choosing schools and, you know, stories within. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was uh, great. We were originally going to call this, uh, we were originally going to make this a segment and call it Ask a Wife, but we thought we made a great decision of just oh. bringing the wife on the whole podcast. All right. Well, thank I think you. we will still make it a segment in the future, but you know. Oh, I'm yeah. getting cut uh, by did, my own husband. It, yeah, no, no. Did, did you fail? <laughs> He's like, maybe a little less Dana, but. No, I'm just saying, I don't know if, no, I'm not. <laughs> What am Somebody, I going to say? I'm just going to get more trouble. Some, <laughs> somebody's got to watch our kid. Luckily, tonight he's asleep. So That's true. Yeah. So I just want to end this by saying, I just want to talk about, well, I probably should have brought this up earlier, but this whole people paying for to get their kids into college Ooh. and getting arrested for that. I know that's, just, and that's, you know, that's beyond what we're talking about here, but I want to coordinate, correlate that with, uh, there are people that have been put in jail and prison and fined massive amounts for basically filling out a different address so their kid can go to a better public school. Right. To me, that is one of the most fucked up things ever. Like, if you're trying to get your kid a better education, but you can't afford to live in this school system, you shouldn't be penalized, and you sure as hell should not be put in jail for getting your kid into a better school. True. Okay, and I can speak for that personally. Uh, what Maybe not a better school, but we lived in a neighborhood growing up, and the school was literally two neighbor, like a neighborhood over from my house. I could walk there. I could get there in five minutes, right? And my mom lied about our address. So, so you didn't get to go so to Wharton? I, so Are I you didn't kidding go me? Go to Wharton. Oh wow! So I didn't get bus. So I actually went <laughs> literally on the other side of the neighborhood, really? which is a five minute walk for me. So your mom could have been charged with a felony and thrown in jail. If correct, because but, she she forged an address uh, to say that we lived in a different place. No did she know kidding. the person who lived in that address? She actually visited that house and accepted, told them to accept mail for it. And I think they had some kind of an agreement. I don't know what that was. Wow, it could have been the start of it. Your so, mom, Aunt Becky, you into grade school? Yeah, I got Aunt <laughs> Becky to Dotson Elementary in fifth Damn. and sixth grade. Well, that's badass. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know because oh boy, I'm sorry you had to go to Warden. I'm not. I mean, it it, it did teach it's a me life stuff, but right? I mean, part of the fabric of who you are, right? But it had been it had been nice to go like somewhere where my daughter goes, I think, and to be able to concentrate on what the teacher's talking about instead of worrying about. My first broken heart was by shit. by a girl named Brandy in the fifth grade. I remember Brandy. A, you remember Brandy? Uh-huh. So she she went to Dotson Elementary, and I got my heart broken for the first time in the fifth grade by Brandy Glennon. Well, I think she ended up having like 18 kids and being extremely poor, living in a trailer. But whoa, whoa, dude. she broke my heart and my mom lied to get me into that school. So that affected my childhood. What? I, 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 <laughs> Did I just confuse you guys? Part no. of the fabric of who Bucky is. Yeah. That's funny, though. I think I took her. To, I think she was like my first date. I took her to a movie. Uh, yeah, we're not getting into not that this week. Is that this podcast? No, we've no, not shared. This is a, 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 a wholesome podcast about okay. parenting. Okay. Dana. Sorry. So if you want to come on again, you need to follow the rules. <laughs> you don't probe us. It's called Ask a Wife, not, not Ask the Dudes. <laughs> yeah.
Doesn't work both ways. Y'all went to an all girls school. I know how to take control, okay? (laughs) We hope you guys really enjoyed the episode this week of Raising Nashville. Again, thank you, Dana, so much for coming on. Uh, It's Wednesday night, and we're now clocking in at probably like 11 o'clock. Hopefully, we edit this down so you didn't listen to two hours, but we hope you enjoyed it. Find us on all of our socials, Raising Nashville Podcast. We're on Spotify and anywhere you find podcasts. Listen to us, subscribe, like our podcast. Be sure to leave us a review. It really helps. And uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear. 